0: Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Brains On. Just go to Indeed.com slash Brains On right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Brains On. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're
1: listening to Brains On, where we're serious about being curious. Brains On is supported in part by a grant from the National Science Foundation.
0: Molly, have you noticed how plastic is everywhere? Yeah, but I've got my reusable water bottle here for the taping, so yay for me. But that water bottle is also made of plastic. Oh well, yeah, but dishwasher safe. That dishwasher
1: has a lot of plastic in it. True. Your glasses are made of plastic. Oh yeah. Those cute earrings you're wearing, plastic too. And that microphone, lots of plastic there. Most of that chair you're sitting in too. The fleece jacket on the back of your chair, yeah, that's plastic. And look at the light switch. And your tennis shoes, this carpet, also made of plastic. Holy synthetic polymers, Batman. Yeah, everywhere. In my watch, in my barrette, most of my backpack, Lots of parts of my mom's car, my toothbrush, the toothpaste tube.
0: You're listening to Brains On for American Public Media. I'm Molly Bloom, and I'm here today with Gabby from Guelph, Ontario. Hi, Gabby. Hi. Today, we're talking plastic. It's pretty much all around us.
1: Because it's good at lots of stuff.
0: A lot of Brains On listeners wondered about this wild material.
1: How
2: does plastic get made? How is oil used to make plastic? How is plastic made? Plastic is not flammable, but it's made out of oil, which is flammable.
3: How come?
1: What is plastic made out of? I know Legos
2: are made from it, and it can melt, but I don't know what it is.
0: We got those questions from Cecilia, Teddy, and Gus from Chapel Hill, North Carolina, Oakley from Nova Scotia, Canada, Adeline and Noah from Austin, Texas, Sam from Rockville, Maryland, Dahlia and Heidi from Canberra, Australia, and Oliver from East Lansing, Michigan. They are excellent questions, so let's get right down to it. Plastic is moldable and lightweight.
1: And it doesn't disintegrate, so it lasts and lasts.
0: Which means getting rid of it can be tricky, but we'll get to that in a bit.
1: First off, we're diving into where this material came from.
0: For most of human history, people didn't have the kinds of plastic we use today.
1: They made things out of natural materials like stone, horns, or bones. Or glass, metal, or clay. Human-made plastics are pretty different from all of those materials. But technically, some of those materials are natural plastics.
0: Right. What plastic materials, or polymers, all have in common is that if you zoom way, way in... <laughs> you'd see a bunch of different chains of tiny plastic bits.
4: Hello! Hi! Oh, looks
2: like I'm caught in your... <laughs> Boy, I'm twisted up like a pretzel. Oh, yeah! I seem to be stuck.
0: All the chains swirl in different directions and stick together in some places. Think of a bird's nest or cold spaghetti.
4: Oh, am I stepping on you? If I can just get this part out... Brr, I give up. This is a mess. Well, this is where I'm staying, I guess.
1: The chains are where polymers get their
0: name. Poly means many, and mers are units. Many units.
1: There are plenty of natural materials made of tiny chains. They're polymers, too, like hair or even DNA.
0: Rubber is another good example of a natural plastic. It comes from rubber trees.
1: And people in Mexico and Central America were using rubber to make balls thousands of years ago.
0: But there are problems with natural materials. For starters, you can run out of them. So eventually, people started looking for other stuff to make things out of.
5: You who don't mean to interrupt names John Wesley Hyatt, but I have just the tale for you. Care to join me in the parlor for a game of billiards? Billiards? You know, it's a game. You you play on a table, you hit the billiard balls with the spindly sticks.
1: Oh, you're talking about poo Sure, I'd love to play.
5: Great! <laughs> These billiard balls are where our plastic story begins. Ah, I'm solid. Y'all are stripes. First of all, these modern-day billiard balls are plastic.
0: Oh, Gabby, you've got a good angle on that first shot. I'll go next.
5: But in my day in the 1860s, the finest billiard balls were made of elephant's tusks, which is called ivory.
1: That sounds pretty bad for the elephants.
5: Yes, especially because the game of billiards was sure some pumpkins. <laughs> it was more popular than sarsaparilla. Is that good? Well, of course. If people were buying so many billiard balls, we started to worry we might run out of elephants. Uh, ivory. So, one company decides it needs a new way to make these balls.
0: Reward! Anyone who can find a suitable substitute for ivory will give you $10,000 in gold!
5: That gets my attention. I'm no chemist, mind you. I started out as a printer in New York, but I did invent a knife sharpener as a young man. So, hey, why not tackle inventing a new material? And what material are you working with at this point? Ooh, nice shot. I start with gun cotton. It's a mix of lab chemicals and cotton. People used to use it as gunpowder, but I have a hunch it'll work as a pool ball, too. Huh? You see, gun cotton sort of melts when it's hot so I can shape the balls and then it hardens as it cools. Gun cotton does light on fire pretty easily, but I throw my eyebrows to the wind and tinker in my shed.
1: Your eyebrows look pretty good now.
5: Well, oh, thanks. They grew back eventually. So, anyway, after a few years, I have a pretty good ivory substitute. It's moldable, it's water-resistant, and it hardens. My brother Isaiah helps me name it.
6: John, you should call it celluloid. Because, you know, the cotton fibers are mainly cellulose. Then you add the oid, which is totally fun to add to any word. You know, cat-oid, table-oid, celluloid. How could you call it anything else? Celluloid it is. Yes, I should say.
5: Other people made mixtures like mine before. What's special about my celluloid is the way I made it. I kept my molding process as simple as possible. So it's easy to make a lot of different things out of celluloid. That's how I started my business. The Celluloid Manufacturing Company.
0: Celluloid, get your celluloid here.
5: My celluloid billiard balls work pretty well, but they do have one tiny problem.
0: It's a wonder of a material, as beautiful as ivory, and it comes in any color you like. So stock up and...
5: The balls are still flammable, and just a teeny bit explosive. Well, they, They sometimes make a really loud cracking sound during games. So I never get my prize money.
0: Read the fine print. Prize money for good substitutes only. Bummer.
5: A little, uh, but like lots of inventions, celluloid ends up being useful in other ways. It's easy to make into different shapes, so my brother and I make plastic for all kinds of things, like eyeglass frames piano keys and
6: combs. So you can see your sheet music clearly as you play a song with a perfect part in your hair.
5: <laughs> and now, fragile objects run less risk of exploding than billiard balls. They get smacked around less. Yeah. Uh, Later, people also used celluloid to make film for photographs and movies. Ah, drat. There goes the eight ball. You're the winners.
1: Celluloid was still pretty flammable though, wasn't it?
5: Definitely, but people make even more new plastics after that. Materials that were less flammable and easier to work with. Soon, no one was starting with cotton or rubber at all. Plastic nowadays, I mean, in the present day, tends to come from crude oil. Natural gas.
0: Wow, thank you, John. And good try on the billiard ball substitute and good game.
5: Yes, join me in the parlor anytime. I'd love to tell you the story of my knife sharpener invention, too.
0: <laughs>
1: Maybe later. See you.
7: Brains, brains, brains.
0: So like John mentioned, even though celluloid wasn't a perfect ivory replacement, it showed people how useful it could be to replace a natural material. So over the next hundred years or so, people came up with even better recipes for different plastics, and they invented better machines to mold plastic products. Since then, plastic has made so many things possible.
1: Think about plastic gloves and sealed sterile tools at the doctor's office. Plastic has made medicine cleaner and safer. It's also made many life-saving medical devices possible.
0: Plastic parts make airplanes and cars lighter, so they go farther on less fuel.
1: Without plastic, even computers would be harder to make and way more expensive.
0: And that's only a few of the ways plastic has changed the world. It's had such an impact, we thought it deserved a song.
2: Really running low Hyattrite celluloid Hoped it wouldn't explode In world wars Soldiers needed more Plane windshields Parachutes rip cords Polymers were really on a roll So many ways to make them Extruder or injection mode
0: So there are a lot of different kinds of plastics, and they're not all made in exactly the same way. But here are the basics. Crude oil and natural gas are broken down into ethane and propane. Many of those molecules in a chain are called a polymer. And remember how we talked about polymers before? Well, those polymers are then mixed with all kinds of additives and colors, and they're melted, which transforms them into resins. These resins are cooled down and then cut up into teeny pellets. These plastic pellets get sent to factories where they are again melted and molded and pulled into all the plastic stuff around us. We're going to hear more about the downside of the plastic making process in a minute. But before we do that, it's time for... Gabby, are you ready? Yes. All right, here it is. Any guesses?
1: Um, it kind of sounds like plastic crinkling, like when you squeeze a plastic bottle.
0: Hmm, very good guess. Well, we'll be back with the answer in just a bit. We're working on an episode about spacesuits right now.
1: You know, those high-tech suits that let astronauts do stuff in the cold, dark void of space?
0: those suits and we want to hear about the super suits of your dreams if you could invent a suit to help you with something here on earth what would it do gabby what would you want a super suit to help you with
1: i would want my super suit to help me fly and run around really fast
0: that would be awesome what color would your super suit be
1: probably purple purple or blue, maybe like the galaxy.
0: Oh, I like it. Well, listeners, send us your supersuit ideas at BrainsOn.org slash contact. We'll include some of your ideas in that episode. And while
1: you're there, at BrainsOn.org slash contact, you can send us mystery sounds, drawings, and questions.
0: Like this listener did.
1: Hi, my name is August. I'm from Diego Alberta, Canada, and my question is how the golden dartwings the dark rings glow.
0: We'll be back with the answer during our moment of um at the end of the show, and we'll read the most recent group of listeners to be added to the Brains Honor Roll.
1: And if you keep listening to the very, very end, you'll hear a preview of Smash Boom Best.
0: That's the show where debaters use facts, history, and lore to convince us that their side is Smash Boom Best.
1: Whoa. Keep listening.
0: Today's episode is sponsored by Sitka Seafood Market. Seafood is a great source of long chain omega 3 fatty acids, which can support heart health. Salmon is one of my favorite foods, and so it's so delightful when a box of amazing quality, beautiful salmon arrives at my door. Sitka Seafood Market sources from small boat fishermen and community-based processors that take great care to provide the highest quality seafood that is wild-caught, sustainably and ethically harvested. And one of the best parts is Sitka Seafood Market offers a variety of flexible subscriptions that can come monthly or every other month. It's super convenient, so if you're going on vacation, you can pause or you can cancel any time. I know you'll love it as much as I do. Go to SitkaSeafoodMarket.com and use code MOLLY35 for $35 off your first order of $100 or more. That's SitkaSeafoodMarket.com, promo code MOLLY35, for $35 off your first order of $100 or more. That's SitkaSeafoodMarket.com. Talking to your backseat babies about money
3: can be so hard. In fact, you probably don't even know where to start. And
8: now a public service announcement from Kelly. And <laughs> what does this say?
6: It's a Gongador.
8: <clears throat> and now a public service announcement from Kelly and a garage door.
6: What? No, it. Oh hi, brains on listeners. It me, Gongador. And I'm Kelly. We partners in school Project!
9: The teacher made me work with him.
6: Before, I was mightiest monster fighter in land. Now I fight new enemy, single-use plastics. Hiya! We make video to teach you to fight plastic, too.
9: And also because we want extra credit.
6: One way to fight plastic is to punch it.
9: Uh, did you actually do the research, Gangador?
6: Of course, I researched many fighting moves. You can also swizzle kick plastic. Pow! We're
9: not literally fighting plastic. We're explaining how to reduce your plastic use. Uh, reduce? Yeah, like trying to bring a reusable water bottle to school so you can skip buying water bottles that you only use once and then get rid of them.
6: Wow, smart idea.
9: Or you can bring your lunch in a mason jar or a reusable container instead of plastic bags. Or even challenge your friends to a litterless lunch. where the goal is eating a meal without creating any garbage at all
6: or you can uh find plastic trash and uh and re report it to the plastic police. <laughs> Get him, plastic officer. No, no. Recycle. Resize-, resize it. So it's smaller plastic now. Take that tiny plastic? No,
9: recycle it. Put it in the recycling bin.
6: Oh, wow. That much better plan.
9: Ugh. They said this would be an easy A.
8: This has been a public service announcement from Kelly and a Garage Door. Come the door!
1: You're listening to Brains On from American Public Media.
0: I'm Gabby. And I'm Molly. And today we're talking plastic. Let's go back to that mystery sound again. Here it is. All right, last time you thought it was a water bottle being crinkled. Do you have mm-hmm. any new thoughts? you want to stick with that guess?
1: Um, I still think it has something to do with that.
0: Okay, well, here is the answer.
1: Hello, my name is Evan, and the sound you just heard was me squishing an um, empty water bottle.
0: You are 100% correct. <laughs> Nicely done. You have very good ears. Thank you. Brains On. So like we just talked about, plastic has a lot of useful qualities, which is why we use it in, like, everything.
1: Yeah, it's everywhere because it's lightweight and doesn't break easily, can be molded into pretty much any shape, and lasts forever.
0: So if it lasts forever, how do we get rid of it? Brains On listeners had a lot of questions about that, too.
1: How? Recycling work. How can we keep plastic from getting into our environment? I'm interested in plastic because it makes up a lot of stuff in our house. Why does plastic take so long to decompose?
0: High fives to Charlie and Harper from Los Angeles, Kathy from Goshen, Indiana, Nathan from High Point, North Carolina, and Emmy Lou from Sydney, Australia for their questions. In the end, what makes plastic very useful also makes it problematic. Once
1: we make plastic, we're stuck with it. Paper or metal or glass or food, those will all naturally break down over time.
0: Food will break down faster than paper, but they'll both biodegrade.
1: Biodegrading means that air, water, sunlight, and microbes can break the materials into smaller and smaller pieces.
0: Eventually, little pieces of those materials, their molecules, become part of the environment again.
1: Bacteria and other microbes like fungi play a big part in that process. They can
0: eat and digest natural materials. So why does plastic just sit there? We asked someone who studies how bacteria break things down.
10: Hello, my name's Jose Liguet.
1: Jose took us on a quick trip to the Tasty Waste Buffet, where bacteria and fungi go to get their fill of the trash we toss.
11: Golly, I just love that this place brings the waste to us. We bacteria have needed something like this for a long
10: time.
4: I know! Let's get started with some paper and plant products.
10: Plants have been here for hundreds of millions of years. So these are, these are materials that bacteria just have known for so long that they are prepared to eat them.
11: Great idea. Love a good old plate of plant fiber. And I love how tasty waste preps everything.
4: Yeah, you can really tell that all these materials have been sitting out in nature for a long time. Jose, tell all these nice people what nature does to a material like food or paper.
10: The sun will start breaking it down, and then the moisture from the air, rain, everything, like animals stomping on it, that that will start breaking it down.
4: Mmm,
11: this cardboard, perfectly rained on, practically falling off the box. Eelish. Just like it has been for millions of years. What next?
4: What's that over there? A whole new buffet section?
11: Plastic. Huh?
4: I think it's plastic? Whatever that material is, being out in nature did not affect it.
10: The problem is that when you throw away a plastic bag or a plastic bottle, these are so hardy, so they can withstand a lot of the sun, they can withstand moisture, so that initial step to start degrading, it takes a long time, it takes a very long time. I just, I don't really even know how I would start eating that. Bacteria encounter these uh, materials and they're like, how do I break them? And, and plastics are made to, to not be easily broken down.
11: I mean, we spent millions of years getting awesome at eating earth materials.
4: And this new plastic? ugh, It's so tough. Seems like a lot of work for not a lot of yum.
11: Microbes are amazing. We could probably figure out a way to eat this, but it might take a while for us to get really good at it. How much longer is the
10: Tasty Waste Buffet open? And so, yeah, that's why it's so hard for bacteria to break this down. And fungi, too.
0: We figured out how to make plastic so amazing and strong that nature doesn't affect it. And
1: unfortunately, that leaves plastic to affect nature instead. And now,
8: a public service announcement from Kelly and Grungy George. Huh, Grungy
9: George, you want to start
6: this one? gong ga door. What's so hard about that?
9: Okay, I guess I'll go. So you want to use less plastic. But what if your favorite product comes wrapped in plastic?
6: Like these crayons! They're already in box. Why also wrap in plastic?
9: Exactly. One thing to try is to look up the company's address and write them a letter.
6: Dear Color-tastic Crayons, You have pretty colors, but why not skip plastic wrap? It better for planet.
9: If enough people write in, the company might change. You can also seek out similar products that use less plastic. Right, George?
6: I'm not George. I, Gunga, whoops, I dropped the crayons. This has been a public service
8: announcement from Kelly and Gunga, whoops, I dropped the crayons. Come on, dude!
0: So, what do we do about all this plastic? Now, Gabby, you wrote to us with a really interesting question about plastic. What did you write to us about?
1: I was wondering what happens to the
0: microplastics
1: in our oceans and how they affect us.
0: And how did you get interested in that?
1: Um, At my school, uh, we were doing a project, or I was doing a project on plastic, and I was doing a lot of research, and I was learning um, about some negative points, but I wanted to kind of learn more, and also, I like the environment, so kind of wanted to know what was happening.
0: Yeah, it's good to know what's going on around you. Yeah. So what would you say is the most interesting thing you learned that you you sort of took away with you after working on that project?
1: After working on that, I think that the most interesting thing was that there's so much plastic in our world and how um, some of it's good and some of it's bad, but just like this is kind of everywhere, And so that kind of got me thinking, we need it, but at the same time, do we?
0: Has it led to you making any changes?
1: Yes. I don't drink from plastic water bottles, um, like, ever.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anything else?
1: Um, Whenever I see plastic on the ground or something, um, if it's safe, of course, then I try to clean it up or I'll share my ideas with My friends and my family, but um, one change at a time.
0: So you sort of try to get your friends and family to make some of the changes you've started making. Yeah. What's like the most surprising place that you've like realized plastic is that you're like, I did not even think about that.
1: I think I might have been in like my own bedroom. (laughs) Like all my room decorations were plastic and like everything was plastic, even though I was trying to stop using so much plastic.
0: Right. You're like, oh, no, look, my room
1: covered in plastic. Yeah.
0: Well, I think that's great that you're trying to make some changes. We can Mm -hmm. all make some little changes. Yeah. We're really lucky because we have Jenna Jambeck here to answer our questions.
1: She's an environmental engineer at the University of Georgia.
12: Welcome, Jenna. Thank you. Glad to be here. Do you know how much plastic is recycled? Globally, the average recycling rate for plastic is about 9%, so less than 10% um, worldwide. And that actually is the same average within... Um, the United States as well. So we're looking at a pretty small fraction of what we actually generate in terms of plastic waste as being able to get recycled.
1: And so how is the plastic that like is properly recycled?
12: How does that happen kind of? It it moves from the recycled bin to being washed and shredded, and then it can be remelted and sort of extruded into things that look like these long spaghetti pieces and then that's cooled and then it's sliced up into these little tiny pellets um, that are the actual resin that then can get shipped back to manufacturers to remold Mm -hmm. into other items. Where else
0: does plastic end up besides the garbage can? Hmm.
12: So if it's not properly managed and that can be sort of in two ways before it would get to the trash can. So if someone litters it either on purpose or maybe it blows from a picnic or something, then it ends up in our environment sort of on the land. And I think what's really important is people need to understand how does that then end up in the ocean and, and um, either wind or when you think about when we have a rainstorm and the water runs over the land and drains into our waterways, whether they be streams, rivers, those kind of systems then can take it to the ocean. Or if you're near the coastline, it can go directly into the ocean there. Um, And that's why we're seeing so much of it ending up in the ocean. In other areas, they actually don't have waste collection. So I've been a lot of places around the world where there's no bin to put your trash in. And so a lot of those folks have been just putting it in piles and open burning it or even using the land or waterways as disposal methods. What are microplastics? Plastic does not biodegrade, so it means the carbon in it is not taken up by microbes as food. And so instead of actually breaking down that way, it fragments into smaller and smaller pieces. Microplastic are about the size of a pencil eraser or smaller. Mm -hmm. And so over time, the plastic fragments and these pieces are what we end up finding in the environment. Oh,
1: and how do they affect us? like if they're so small
12: sometimes. So we know that microplastic is being consumed by even sort of the tiniest creatures in the food web. And the food mm-hmm. web also, you know, the humans participate in that food web as well. We basically find microplastics sort of everywhere we look, and, it, and it's even been found in things like sea salt. And so oh. we, we sort of know it's in our environment, um, but we're not, we're not quite sure yet. So we don't know how alarming this is, but we we know that in the environment, lots of animals are impacted by the regular plastic and the microplastic that's there.
1: Are there solutions that scientists are working on for the plastic problem?
12: Because I know that it's a global issue. Yes, um, that's a great question. There's folks working sort of on changes to sort of our entire delivery system of food and beverages, like having RFID reusable cups and different containers that can be reused so that you don't produce waste in the first place. And then there's scientists working on alternative materials. So even some polymers that could behave like plastic but are actually biodegradable. So you still wanna manage them properly, but if they did leak out, they would biodegrade like paper in the environment. And then other people just working on helping develop waste management infrastructure around the world, which is still needed.
0: I think it's really easy to feel overwhelmed about the plastic problem and just how much of it there is everywhere and how it's such a big part of our lives. So I'm just wondering how you see the big picture of how we'll be able to deal with this plastic issue.
9: Mm -hmm.
12: I am optimistic because I've been doing this work and really have cared about this issue for for 18 years now, and there's been a huge change in that time period. I mean, nobody nobody cared at all about it, you know, in sort of our you know societal norms um, when I first started this work. And so that has been a huge change. And I do think now we 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 see sort of the roles of government, the citizen, and companies sort of all coming together to figure out, you know, what can we do. And a lot of changes. Being made in different locations about either reducing, finding ways to reduce, finding these alternative materials. There's plastic-free grocery store aisles in some places. You know, bulk stores are taking off again, and so I'm optimistic that that the changes are gonna are gonna happen.
0: Well, thank you so much, Jenna, for your time today.
12: <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thanks, Gabby. It's very nice to meet you. Um, I love chatting. Thanks, thanks. Jenna. Thank
1: you. I learned so much.
8: All right. Bye. And now, a public service announcement from Kelly Kellyanne Gungador.
6: No, name is Gunga. Wait, actually, that was correct.
9: If you want to reduce plastic litter, it helps to know where the litter is coming from.
6: That right. You and friends can pick up litter around school or in neighborhood. Make notes on what plastic you find and where it came from.
9: Like if you find a lot of straws from a particular restaurant, make a note of that. You can later tell the restaurant how many straws you found and suggest they maybe skipped straws or switch to paper ones that will break down over time. Or
6: if you find plastic teeth all over park, you can tell the plastic teeth man to stop dropping them for squirrels.
9: What? That doesn't happen.
6: It happened once.
9: I'm pretty sure you're making this up.
6: No, maybe.
9: Anyway, we bet you can come up with other ways to reduce plastic too.
6: Why not start Plastic Task Force at school with best friends? You and best friends can come up with more ways to help fight waste. Like best friends Kelly and Gungador.
9: I barely know
6: you. Best friend team out. This has
8: been a public service announcement from best friend team Kelly and Gungador.
9: (sighs) Let's go pick up some plastic so it doesn't end up in the ocean. Come on, new best friend.
6: Yeah, best friend team.
1: Plastic is a kind of material called a polymer.
0: That means little plastic particles are all linked together in a bunch of tiny little chains.
1: People figured out how to create the first human-made plastics about a 100 years ago.
0: Since then, strong, moldable plastic has made lots of useful stuff.
1: But because plastic is so durable, it's very hard for nature to break it down.
0: When it comes to plastic, big changes need to be made in the way we use, dispose, and recycle it. And lots of people are working on solutions. But you can make changes right now, and those changes will make a difference.
1: Brains On is produced by Mark Sanchez, Sandin Totten, and Molly Blum.
0: Manika Wilhelm is our Triple Threat Fellow. She writes, produces, and tap dances. We had production help from Christina Lopez and engineering help from Johnny Vince Evans, Jackie Sharkey, and Veronica Rodriguez. Many thanks to Jennifer Farrah Eric Ringham, Jonathan Shiflet, Brian Frank, Gabrielle Torres, Millie Langford, Quincy Surasmith, John Miller, and Bridget Azamoa.
1: Brains On is a nonprofit public radio podcast. Your donations help us keep making new episodes.
0: You can donate and see our cool thank you gifts at brainson.org slash donate.
1: Now, before we go, it's time for our moment of... Um
5: um um um
0: um, um, um. um. um.
1: um. um. My question is: How do glow-in-the-dark things
7: glow? Glow-in-the-dark things that result from a chemical reaction. Okay. My name is Dr. Alita M. Poe. I am a university professor, and I teach general chemistry at the University of Louisville in Louisville, Kentucky the substances are called phosphors and these phosphors need a little energy to actually radiate the light so if your substance has what's called a phosphor in it then that phosphor needs to be a little bit energized and usually the energy can be from the uv or ultraviolet light and that's what happens when the light would hit the stars on your ceiling during the daytime the light on your ceiling is hitting the phosphors that are in the paint or either the plastic on the stars. So then once you turn the light off, then the phosphors emit that light that they have stored up. They emit the energy that they have stored up and that energy that they emit is in the form of light. And the light is in a certain region that our eyes can see it.
0: Um, um, um. And now for a group of glowing listeners, these are the kids who help put the show together by sending in mystery sounds, questions, and drawings. This is the latest group to be added to the Brain's Honor Roll. Oliver from Portland, Oregon Maxwell from White Plains, New York Stella from Duluth, Minnesota Abraham and Seth from Salt Lake City Julie from Zurich, Switzerland Robert from Springfield, Illinois June from New York City Griffin from Redmond, Washington Odin from Low Gap, North Carolina Desmond from Flowertown, Pennsylvania Lucas from Augusta, Georgia Dax, Rockwell and Oakley from Birmingham, Alabama Amalia from Toronto Sylvia and Maddie from Redmond, Washington Jupiter and Lumina from Lawrence, Kansas The Cullen Kids from Bush, Louisiana Alexandria from Romeoville, Illinois Lamont from Brooktendale, New York Elias from Kirksville Tennessee Ellie from Atlanta Magali from Basqueen Ridge New Jersey Joy from New Zealand Gina from Melbourne Grade 5 of South Bend Hebrew Day School Vivian from Denver Paloma from Palo Alto California Callum from Portland Oregon Leonardo from Bogota Columbia Corbin from Athol Idaho Elliot from Toronto Penelope Rose from Berrien Springs Michigan Martha and Greta from Burke United Kingdom Jacob from Ashland Kentucky Sydney from Great Neck New York Oren and Rowan from Durango Colorado Vivian from Allen Texas James from Vancouver Theo from Flint Michigan Isaac, Andrew, and Hannah from Sunnyvale, Texas, Douglas and Julia from Binghamton, New York, McLean from West Lynn, Oregon, Stella and Asher from Corvallis, Oregon, Sophie and Callista from Pasadena, California, Malcolm and Evelyn from Brooklyn, New York, Avery from Cincinnati, Rui Zing from Manhasset, New York, Nora from Omaha, Charlotte from Foster City, California, Amelie and Mae from Melbourne, Australia, Vivian from Minneapolis, Cameron and William from Seattle, Karina from Sunnyvale, California, Rowan from Lander, Wyoming, Kingsley and Weston from Sawas in British Columbia, and Cole from Washington, DC. We'll be back soon with more answers to your questions. Thanks for listening. Boom boom, 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 boom,
1: boom, boom, smash, boom, best.
0: And now for a preview of smash, boom, best Jupiter versus Venus. <laughs> Sneak attack. Our third round is a complete surprise for our debaters. Are you two ready to hear your sneak attack challenge? Yes. Yes. Right. <laughs> your sneak attack is alpha facts. Come up with as many facts as you can about your side for each letter of the alphabet. Oh
5: gosh. You'll
0: have 30 seconds to rattle them off. So this is a tough one. You're just going to do it off the top of your head. So if my side or smash boom best, here's how I would do it. A is for attacking opponents is a bad idea. B is for better do your research. C is for creativity is key. D is for debate rules. E is for excite your audience. F is for fact-checking is important. We're going to give our debaters a minute to brainstorm while we take a dance break.
9: Sister Venus burning bright. Acid clouds, hot day and night. Cloudy neighbor, darling morning star. Giant Jupiter, big red spot. Many, many moons and a core that's hot. Super bright, fifth planet from the sun.
0: Are you both ready? Yes. Yeah. Okay, Tommy, Kasha went first last time, so you're up first. I will time you and cut you off when you reach 30 seconds. Let's hear those alpha facts starting now.
7: A. Astronomers love it. They've been charting it since B, Babylonian times. And it's also B, bright, and its atmosphere is full of C, carbon, D, dioxide. E, earth, is its F, friend, even though it's full of G, greenhouse gases. H, how can I keep talking? Uh, With all these facts I've thought about, I don't know. Uh, That's as far as I got. And
0: time. You really squeezed a lot into those 30 seconds. Kasha, we're going to see how many you can get in in just 30 seconds. Your time starts now. A, apple-colored spot. B, big. C, colossal. D, daunting personality. E, exquisite colors. F,
1: flinging satellite missions into space. G, gigantic gas planet. H, hallelujah, Jupiter was here to create the puny Venus. I, incredible scenery. J, Jupiter is obviously much, much better than Venus. K,
0: Kasha is so cool for picking Jupiter. (laughs) L. (laughs) Yeah. Time. <laughs> I might have not actually L. gotten decay. K.
7: <laughs> L is for leave me alone.
0: <laughs> to hear the rest of this Smash Boom debate, head to smashboom.org or subscribe to Smash Boom Best wherever you get your podcasts.